Hello and welcome to our podcast, What Makes Them Tip? Innovations that change everything, where we hear from business leaders and entrepreneurs about the moment, insight, or inspiration that made everything possible and ultimately pushed them over the tipping point. I'm Mike Strada, founder and CEO of Arcalea, where we inspire business change by introducing data science, formal analytics, and provide implementation from marketing. Moneyball for growth-oriented businesses, we say success is now a science. Stay with us, and at the end of the show, we'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest-growing podcasts in the industry. And with that, let's get started. Hello, and welcome to What Makes Them Tip, innovations that changed everything. I'm Jeff, and once again, I have the privilege of talking to amazing people who are truly innovating in their particular entrepreneurial space, and we get to hear their stories. Today, we welcome a gentleman who has founded a company boasting consecutive years on the Inc. 5000 is truly making a difference, not just by making renewable energy cost-effective and efficient out in Montana, but actively getting involved in their community. The company is Energy One, and today we have the co-founder, president, and senior project manager, Mike Foran. Welcome, Mike. Hello. Good morning. I'm glad to have you on the show. Uh, I want you to tell us a little bit, uh, before we go kind of into your history and how you guys got started, tell us what exactly it is that you guys are doing now over at Energy One. Absolutely. So we are a design-build firm, and we specialize in renewable energies. Uh, our engineering department basically works from coast to coast, uh, actually including uh, the Caribbean now. Uh, in commercial and residential projects. Our installation team uh, works on the heating, electrical, plumbing, and power systems in Montana uh, and Wyoming. And we also kind of work in everywhere else, coast to coast, on more specialty projects to assist people in training and that kind of thing. And really, the company overall, we're just happy to be a part of any project uh, and what makes the most economic sense to a client, um, even if it isn't renewable energies. Awesome. And you, how long, so you helped found this, right? You're one of the co-founders. When, right. when was that? Yeah. So my business partner and I like to say we started out in a library on a whiteboard. And then when we finally could afford a cup of coffee, we moved into that section. <laughs> and then, and then from the cup of coffee, you know, we, we made the major investment of getting an office space that we couldn't afford and was too big. Mm. And, uh, and, and now, now we have three locations. We're opening a, a service department, a fourth location here in the next month in New Mexico. And we have over a hundred employees. So yeah, it's, it's definitely gone a long way from the whiteboard and the library to where we stand today. Awesome. Yeah. And that's what we want to hear about. We want to hear how you guys did that um, and get some insight, but let's start with you. Um, I'm looking at your LinkedIn and I got to be honest, I see that way back in the day, you were a pre-med major. Yeah, one could almost look at my LinkedIn and say, this guy had no idea what he wanted to do. And he was just kind of bouncing from one. I think that's not uncommon, though. I think for a lot of people, that's the case. Tell us how you well, went from pre-med to this. Yeah, it's interesting. So I did the pre-med route. And as I was getting knee deep into that, I realized I didn't want to go to school for that long. So I changed majors and still went to college for 10 years. So that didn't work out well for my benefit, um, just because from jumping from one to the next. Um, I would say the passion in all of it has always been, you know, the sciences uh, and, and that kind of thing and math in general. I've always loved it. I even at one point was even looking at teaching, made it all the way to the point of doing my student teaching and changed majors again and went into the engineering and construction route. Mm. Uh, hence finishing college with over 250 credits, which is wow. not a good thing to do if it's only a bachelor's. So, <laughs> okay. <yeah. laughs> 
Um, and so after, so at that point you had fi- finally settled, I guess, on construction management and, uh, uh business, right? Yeah. That and engineering next really. And I came back to Montana, uh, and, and got back into construction, um, and started on the general contracting side for a while. And about, uh, 12 years ago, we were on a project that had geothermal and solar involved on it. And it was my first real introduction to geothermal, like hands-on. And I couldn't believe how there were so many people sitting at the table to try to be an expert on it, but yet there was no real expert on it in our in the entire Rocky Mountain area that we could find at the time. So what we decided to do is, is create this company. And when we kept and everyone's gonna kill me when they hear me say it again, because I've said it so many times, but we we're gonna demystify renewable energies, just make mm-hmm. it easier, make it something simple for people to include in their projects. And so we got our start doing that and focusing on geothermal, especially. Um, and then we realized at an early at an early time that you couldn't grow a company and base everything off of federal tax credits. And and that's what one of the big things that was driving for geothermal and solar at the time, because mm. uh, it, it wasn't really standing on its own quite yet in our area. And since then, it has. But it was. But we diversified and started doing a lot of these other things. Um, I always refer to the idea that. That you know, people ask, well, why do you do like why are you doing plumbing installs now? And I would say that we just always kept our ear open to the client and just answered whatever the market need was. Mm. And it just equated to a lot of these other things. And and heck, you know, we started out wanting to do just renewable energies. And now we're doing, you know, we're working with Tesla, uh, doing engineering for them. Um, we're doing uh, oxygen in in homes that are above six thousand feet to help help acclimate the uh, for for high altitude sickness. So it's just mm-hmm. just listening to the client and answering those questions for them and, and yeah. making it easy for them, right? Sure, and I think and so and it's a big topic right now. Obviously, renewable energy is this clean energy. We're trying to oh, you know make these kind of changes around the country, and and I think it's very interesting. Um, you know, I mean, I think. I think a lot of people probably already understand what solar is. It's been around for a while, right? The solar. I had yeah. a solar calculator back in in the eighties. Right, so exactly, even back then, exactly. we were yeah. <laughs> we were starting to understand solar and wind and wind energy with the turbines and things like that, which um, uh, is is huge right now. But maybe explain briefly geothermal as being kind of something that maybe not a lot of people are familiar with. Absolutely. I mean, if we're you know in, in layman's terms, really what we're doing is taking the Earth's uh, natural as a heat source, like a battery. I mean, it's a constant temperature from the mm. core to the solar gain. And we're able to take that due to refrigerant changes that have happened since the forties and, and turn that into heat basically just through a wow. compression cycle. Um, so like, especially in areas that use like uh, more expensive gases, like propane uh, and such, it really pay, there's a benefit to doing geothermal, or if it's just tough to get any type of uh, source their energy source besides electricity because you do use a lot of electricity on the pumping side. But yeah, it's, um, sometimes I get two. I get on a soapbox on geothermal, and we'll definitely take way more than our our, our thirty minute <laughs> time frame. And and uh, I always laugh. At one time, I was brought down to to uh, water furnace for a conference for the sales conference annual, and I I got really carried away, and and I. I felt like they were going to pull that cane out to pull me aside <laughs> because I get so excited about it. But yeah. yeah, it's, it's, it's a fantastic renewable energy. Um, there's a little bit of an upfront cost and I think that's what prohibits people from jumping into it, but we're starting to see that a lot more as the prices come down. And I think 
uh, with the new administration, some of the green technologies are going to get more uh, more funding for research, and I think it'll make it more cost effective for everybody to get involved. Yeah, and that's the key, right? Trying to make it cost effective for everybody. Oh, absolutely. And, and absolutely. I and and that's what you guys have been trying to do. I, let's get back in, in kind of into your story there. I'm sorry, I want to. Yeah. When you mentioned the geothermal, no, I wanted. To, I'm a walking tangent. So well, I, I just no, no. I was the one who asked you about. I wanted to make sure that every, we we're kind of were all on the same page when it came to ge- geothermal, and you didn't have an expert at that time. And you started to realize this might be something that you could do, right? So, absolutely. how did how did that happen? As far as you starting the company, then what was the what was that well, process we kinda, like? We kind of divided up. We picked like the the ones that really worked in our area that really didn't have um, a lot of resources behind or anybody or anybody kind of promoting it very strongly. And so my business partner and I, he chose the the solar side. I went to the geothermal side, and I just started devouring everything I could find on it. I went to conferences. I went and got certified, you know, and and just kind of just soaked everything in I could. And I always laughed that. You know, I started out as just opening up geothermal for dummies, you know, 12 years ago. And then and then five years ago, I'm, I'm at a conference telling, you know, being promoted as an expert in the field. And I just thought that was pretty interesting to leap and bound <laughs> that that went from there. And I just thought, wow, this is this is pretty crazy. Just hard work and dedication where, where that can take you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. And what year was that that you guys established the, the company? Uh, about 12 years ago. So, you know, it, it's funny. Um, it, it depends who you ask. Like if you ask the librarian when we were <laughs> sure. in that area, you know, we were talking in 2008, which is a great time to start a business. Like when the economy crashes, mm. I think that's fantastic. Um, what I would say, joking aside, it really taught us a new way to approach a business model, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we went in, uh, Leo and I started the company and we had everything figured out, salaries, the whole nine yards. It was going to be a really easy entrepreneurial venture, um, you know, because construction was booming. And then when everything crashed, we just had to learn a different model. You know, mm-hmm. it was like, OK, instead of, you know, in-housing everything, how do we do this as a team? How do we pool efforts together, you know, and, and minimize, minimize, you know, the, the expense of doing these things? And it, uh, I think we, I think we learned a ton by doing that because um, our original investors they dried up, and you know we only had a couple guys that were still in, interested in, in doing this. And we really, I mean, our first employee, I remember when we brought him on, he was an intern, and he was making more than than Leo and I. I mean, we were we were figuring out things on the side, like I was doing different. I jokingly call them hustles. I mean, I was doing everything from you know doing phone calls for 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 different businesses to working at a pizza restaurant, but I I refused to go up front so nobody would realize I was there. <laughs> I was framing for guys on the weekends. You know, yeah. people say, you know, how much, how many hours did you put in the company? Well, it doesn't doesn't matter just on that. It's all the hours you put in just to, to, to sustain. And I had a new family, you know, I had a couple of young kids and you can't just put everything on hold. And yeah, it was, yeah, it was an interesting startup. Sorry, again, tangent guy. No, no, that's the kind of stuff we (laughs) want to talk about. Tell me, tell me about that. Like what, what, if you could pick out probably one uh, or two really significant lessons you learned during that lean time, what what do you, what would you say those are? Because there's people out there who, who either have experienced or are maybe are going to, you never know where the economy yeah. is going to go and things uh, that they can learn from that. I would, you know, it, it's interesting. I think if you're doing it just to get rich or just to get to that next plateau financially, it's the, it's the wrong thing. If you're doing it because it's a passion, like what I always felt like just about business in general, I would always work for these different individuals. And I was always surprised that they wouldn't do X, Y, and Z 
you know, or, or they felt they were above something. And it's like, to me, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you got to wear every single hat. Mm. You got to be, you can't be afraid to do anything. And you got to, you, you have to put yourself out there and you really have to work extremely hard and expect nothing in return at the beginning. And then every time you make a penny, you got to put it back into the company to grow it. So if, if you're thinking, Hey, if I work really hard for six months, you know, we're going to be in a great place. But the reason why we, you know, we won those Inc. Awards seven years in a row is because we always put the money back into the company and into the employees to make sure everybody realized how much we appreciated them and their blood and sweat and tears that they gave us. Mm. So, I mean, that was, I mean, that was probably a really big, but that was a mindset that we had from the very beginning. Um, my business partner and I, Leo, we, we, it's, it's funny. I always call him private school and me public school. We're so different. But but we but morally and 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 things of that context and ethically we always we thought very much the same way mm. and we just felt like we wanted to be the Google of Montana we wanted to be that super cool company that everybody wanted to work at and and the only thing I refused to have is a sushi chef roaming around I didn't want to get to that <laughs> level sure um, yeah because I, I don't like sushi that's the only reason why um, <laughs> I could be talked into the doggy daycare thing but not the not the sure. Sushi chef, but, <laughs> And, and we really have. And it's interesting. Like we just ran this last, the last bit of uh, we were hiring some interns on the engineering side and where we work closely with MSU uh, University here. And we're doing interviews. And what amazed me is it changed. Everything changed. Uh, everybody sitting down was like, this is you guys are the holy grail of engineering. I mean, these are words that I heard. I'm not, you know, it's. I'm, I'm, but anyways, people were like really excited about working for us. We had two two gentlemen that were we were talking to, and we, we have a pretty lengthy interview process because our culture is so important to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so during the interview process, it was on the third interview, one guy had two offers already, and he was putting them on hold in hopes that he would have an opportunity to come work for us. Just um, and just I think it's partly because we're growing so rapidly. Um, we're into the we're, we're like very autonomous uh, and our culture is uh, very important to us and, and, and how we've kind of grown that and developed it. Yeah. Sorry, I don't so, even know if I answered your original question again. No, you, no, you're good. In fact, that leads me kind of into what I was going to ask next. So, um, and maybe this is a large part of the answer, but I was going to ask kind of like, so what have you guys done to innovate over the last 12? I mean, you don't stay in business for 12 years by accident. You guys yeah. are obviously doing good things and clearly employee culture is one of those things and one of those ways that you've innovated. But what, what are some other ways maybe that you guys have, have innovated to kind of set yourselves apart out there? Well, I feel like we're always trying to stay. I always say that we're on the cutting edge of technology. Um, we'll let everybody else, we'll let like some of the manufacturers do the bleeding, um, and, and, but we'll join them every now and again, you know, we were on, we've worked with nest, you know, just some of the clientele that we've had, we've had some really phenomenal opportunities. We actually got to have our lead engineer work with their lead engineer to determine how to make radiant work as a primary. I won't even get into all that, but it was, but it was really cool to actually have this opportunity to, to work with these guys. And, and then you get that kind of recognition. And then when people hear that, wait a minute, you're, you're working with Nest, right? I mean, that's some that's pretty impressive. We we got to work with Rayow and Aon and and their major major distributors and manufacturers in our industry. And and we worked with Aon on uh, on a home in Montana that that it was it was pretty impressive. And just the things we got to do, so it really got to 
um, allow us to kind of see some things like the, the 12th install of a helical geothermal in the entire United States. And we were a part of the 12th one ever done. Wow. And, you know, and then Ray, I wanted to do a four pipe geothermal system. And we we're, we we're the first installation in the entire Rocky mountains. And we put it in, you know, we ended up having sensors all over so we could monitor this. And, and it was just really, really interesting just to have an open mind. And again, it goes back to that mindset of, you know, as an entrepreneur, if you're whatever, whatever, value you can bring and the money that you you can actually make in this company, putting it back into the company to grow. And if, if you have that mindset, you know, I, I think people feed off that as well. Yeah. And how, so what's the, what do you, what did you guys have to do to, to kind of get these kinds of opportunities? Did they just kind of happen or did you guys have to like no. really, really do a lot of, <laughs> a lot of groundwork and I footwork? Wish, I, I wish it was just like you went, you know, you went online to some chat board and you're like, Oh, we'll do that. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that process and what, what, what kind of blood, sweat and tears you got to put in. So there. in the very beginning, you know, it was a lot about networking and people that we knew. So like Leo and myself, we had a lot of connections and we kind of worked on that. And then, kept pushing them to get us to in other doors. Um, I would say that I am, you know, uh, uh, I could be a door-to-door salesman, vacuum salesman quite easily. I don't <laughs> mind going in cold calling anybody, but also respecting that boundary and understanding when and how to do it. And I think mm. that was, that was very valuable between, between us. We understand stood how, if we could get five minutes with somebody to make it very valuable. Um, mm. And, and see what we could do with that. And so we had some opportunities like that. Um, we worked very strongly with the university um, and, and tried to engage them and, and assist. And a lot of it was just, you know, uh, for them, when they were doing research on, on a geothermal project, you know, we came in and we came in at cost to help them to help them do a couple pilot holes so we could actually get real data out of that. Because we knew that if we could get that kind of data, we could outperform any one of our competitors as as these other competitors started showing up. And I call them little mini-me's, little mini E1 companies popping up here and there. And we were able to always stay ahead of that. So they were always looking at where we were and we were always trying to figure out where we're going to be mm. and, and, and really focused on it's not where we're at today. You know, everything, even when we hire, if I hired just for today's needs, you know, I might be done, but I'm always looking at what's that, what's done three months, six months, one year, five year. And you, and you just got to keep that, keep the goal always moving and, and, and try to try to obtain that. Yeah. And now you guys are partnered uh, as a certified installer with Tesla, right? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, no, that's, that's been fantastic. Um, I, I, I've always been a huge fan of Elon Musk. I think I think he's phenomenal. I think I always laugh and think that the times he's misunderstood is because he's talking above our heads. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we just need to catch up. Um, but and and so we've always been trying to connect with those guys for quite a while, and um, we were pretty fortunate and uh, getting to meet with them on on one project. And I just think the way Leo and I kind of at things, always trying to find the next opportunity when we're having these discussions. So we were brought in and we were able to do a couple, uh, we were getting certified to install some power walls, which is something that a lot of people do, but we wanted that, see where we could take that to the next level. And through multiple different meetings and opportunities of having, having those meetings, like we would, one of our famous ones is we'll purposely fly somewhere um, and, and knowing that we're not going, we, we don't have anything set up, but you do that phone call and you say, Hey, I'm going to be in the area, uh, <laughs> next week. Is it by chance a good time to come in and meet in person face to face? And we actually did that and ended up getting about six different meetings with 
Tesla, multiple different, multiple of their different groups. And then we got the opportunity um, to do a design for them on the uh, on on the car charging stations, you know, that you see at supermarkets and that kind yeah, of yeah. stuff, the larger, larger venue along the Rocky Mountains. And it was in you know, it's one thing to be able to do that and 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 outthink some things and, and try and get lucky, if you will. Sure. Um, but you also have to perform. And I think to to our team's credit, we have some phenomenal people. And so we were able to perform for them. And once we once we did, it opened up the door and we've been able to do a lot of a lot of special projects with them. That's great. So what do you, what was the tipping point for you guys as a company? Do you feel over the last, or maybe there's more than one and, and we may have touched on some of them already because you guys have hit you so many different yeah. milestones already, but uh, yeah. What do you think maybe is the tipping point for you guys as to when you were on the road to success? Well, I think, I think it's been an uh, evolution and, and I think to our, to our credit, um, we're never content where we're at, but we always want to, I think the best thing that we ever did was we changed. We always had this growth mindset. It was always grow, 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 whatever it takes to grow. And then about just a few years ago, we changed that mindset entirely. And we said, instead of just growth for the sake of growth, it's responsible growth. Hmm. And we really started focusing more on the net margins and gross margins and those kind of things. And, and looking at what, um, you know, what arm of the company made most sense and, and, and trying to follow along that, along that line. I think that was one of the, that was one of the biggest things. And then the other thing I think that we did, and we did this very early on. And, and I think instead of, um, you know, you, you can ask every employee here. And one of my favorite things is what do we do? You know, we do mechanical systems, we do renewable technologies, we do electrical installs, basic lighting. We do these power systems. We engineer standard commercial buildings. That's, that's just a side thing that we do. What we do is customer service. That mm-hmm. is number one. And I, and every time I ask somebody that that's the answer I want to get back. I want, I want people to say customer service is number one and taking accountability for what we do. Um, so no matter what, even if, even if we're only 5% accountable for a mistake, we stay with it and, and, and we figure that out with the client. So tipping point, I would say, you know, I feel like we have a new tipping point every six months. Mm. Um, we, we really take the time to look, look at what we are, who we are and how people view us and to make sure that we are, um, continuing down the road that we, we planned on when we were back on that whiteboard. Wow. That's great. And it sounds like you guys are just ex- had exponential success over there. And I, and uh, I think that's fantastic. I'm going to give you a moment to tell us where that people can find you, find out more about your company, uh, your website, things like that. Um, go ahead and tell people where they can find you. Yeah. So it's, uh, www.energy-the-numeral-one.net. That's our website. Um, We try to refresh it every six months. (laughs) So (laughs) uh, we haven't even, I don't think we've even added the the El Paso office uh, uh, to it quite yet. Um, But that'll be, that'll be very forthcoming. Um, Yeah. And we're on Facebook, Instagram, uh, all those kind of things. Uh, I try not to do that. I'm not as, as, as much as I love being part of the company. Uh, I'm not the best IT guy. So you don't want me on <laughs> Facebook. I'd probably crash it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, well, thank you so much for being on the show today and sharing all this, uh, your history and some of this insight. We appreciate everything that you've shared. And I know that our listeners are going to love it. Absolutely. Well, thanks, Jeff. I appreciate your time. Thank you. And thanks to you listeners for another episode of What Makes Them Tip. We're so glad you joined us. Make sure and join us again next time. Thank you for listening to our show, What Makes Them Tip, Innovations That Changed Everything. If you're an entrepreneurial leader and you'd like to share the inspiration that changed everything in your business or venture, please visit arkalea.com slash guest and a small request. If you've liked this interview, please help us out by sharing this episode with a friend or on social with the hashtag Arkalea. You can also help us out right now by providing a review in your podcast player and a thumbs up or rating review would help a ton. We promise to read every word and it helps us improve a little bit each day. And while you're at it, please also subscribe because every week you're going to be inspired and learn from other leaders in bite-sized increments. Again, my name is Mike Strada. Let's connect either on social or stay up to date on all things business at arcalea.com. Thanks again for listening and thank you for being part of the over 99% of America's firms that make up the entrepreneurial community. Until next time.